this again from the back to the front. Dun, 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 dun. I keep it twisted, you already know. <coughs> I gotta check if this part gets cut out too. I mean, I gotta check if this is included in the whole stream. I gotta see. But I'm just doing a test in the preview for YouTube. Let me turn on this. Bow. Looks like we're still. It takes a while. The YouTube events way of doing stuff takes a while. But, uh, fret not. We will be there. No worries. No worries. Oh, I didn't even start the, God, I didn't start the preview. Kevin, come on. Kevin, you, you've done this a solid three times. You should know how this goes. All right. Let's preview. All right. They're starting the preview. Cool. I can't start streaming until I see a preview, YouTube. You already know that. I just want to make sure I get a preview and make sure I see myself. Oh, there we go. I see myself. Let, let me not. Okay, so the audio is definitely working. Uh, I wonder if I refresh the preview again. Will it load into a full 1080p? Uh, we're still not 1080p. We're at 360, though. We are getting better, slowly but surely. The health is good. Allegedly, 1080p is rolling good. Allegedly, apparently, allegedly. But let me just see for a little bit. All right, looks like I can't preview a 1080p. It's fine. Are we ready to go live, boys? I think we should go live. Let me... Mm-hmm, 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 Okay, I don't think I can preview at 1080p, which is fine, but alright, we're just gonna start this. Ahaha, let's go. Let's start the live event, baby. What's going on? We got lots to talk about today. Y'all already know what we doing. We talking at E3. We're talking hell. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now it's saying people are good. All right. Of course, we'll have uh, the luxurious Christian join us in just a bit. He's uh, currently getting ready and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Getting prepped. But how we all doing in the chat how we doing lovelies it's uh it's, it's it's great to see you all as per usual uh it's great to see you all now let me uh do a couple of things here one of them being of course we're going to share this link around the block making sure y'all know what it is 
Making sure y'all know that we are live. You feel me? We're live. We're live. All right, bet. I got this here. Bow. All right. Let's share this in here. All right. We got some interesting things to talk about, lovelies. Interesting things to discuss. You know what I'm saying? Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting stuff. How is everyone's weekend going? How is everyone doing? Hope, hope everyone's having a uh, a good old day. You know, I hope everyone's okay in good health. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, before we even started, I did. Uh, we hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me. Let me just do this real quick. All right, bow. Uh, beautiful. That link is shared. Beautiful stuff happening here in the background, boys. Beautiful stuff. Twisting Devrol. After doxing so many people, yes, E3 is dead. Yeah, we will discuss all of that stuff. And mainly, we're going to discuss a specific uh, rumor mill article that came out last week. That uh, is pretty much detailing what's what's going down with E3 2020, but uh, we will we will get to that when the time comes. You know what I'm saying? But but uh, yeah, we will we will definitely get to that. Let me let me share it in uh, one more place, and then we should be okay. You know what I'm saying? But how's how's everyone's day going? Most importantly, how's everyone's day going? Everyone's everyone's good. Did y'all eat a nice breakfast? Did y'all you know shower? Perhaps you know what I'm saying. Yeah, make sure y'all shower. You know, Omen. Why I say Omen? Owen the boy. What's good, G? My my boy. How you doing, my guy? Mmm. Mmm. We got Starks on Discord. What do you say? Um. When I jump, when I jump, and I make sure also, lovelies, to, uh, of course, be in our Discord link in the description as well as our Twitter. And uh, if you want to listen to our long-form content, including this episode and this podcast of Crossroad, make sure to check out the Anchor link. I'm looking here. I should be looking here. Uh, anchor link in the description where you can uh, listen to our long-form content. In audio format, in podcast format, you know what I'm saying? We're on uh, Google Play Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, all the good stuff where you can go and listen to our luxurious voices uh, in audio format. Who is high for state of play though, boys? Tomorrow we are here at about about an hour before tomorrow. We are here live, and I will be uh, making the link available to uh, um um after this episode. So I will be posting the link to our state of play stream, boys. Be there with me. I'm gonna lose my shit. It's gonna be great, you know. Yeah. So I am excited for uh when we arrive. 
Like, bro, I can't, I can't wait for uh, stay to play tomorrow for real. Yeah, I'm gonna say I want you to do well in this first school. Omar is too. Oh, you already hear that. You already know what that means, boys. You already know. Oh. Ooh, we got the blue LED lights in the background. I do, and I'm gonna move that sweatshirt so it doesn't ruin mm, the Mmm, I like, I like the Ooh, I like the Persona Five artwork in the background. The stream cannot see your camera yet, but we're gonna definitely put put it on when we roll into the main episode. Fire, fire. But, uh, I mean, what if I've been playing? Really, just Borderlands 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 after that. And I think this week, Christian, I believe I'm going to delve into the new Apple Arcade. And and check out uh, a game called uh, um, Sonara Wild Hearts or yeah, What's it I'm called? Gonna switch too. It is? It is coming to Switch? As far as I've heard, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh damn well that, that changes things. I mean, I could wait for the Switch or I could just have it as my phone game right now. Like that'd be cool. I haven't had a phone game in a while. The last phone game I had was um uh Bury Me My Love, which was like in March of this year, like it was in like March, April, I was playing that. So it's uh, definitely been a while. What's up, U.S. Army nine one six SCP? That is a lot of letters and numbers in your name, but I appreciate you coming through the stream. Appreciate y'all. Make sure you guys also tune in tomorrow, one p.m. Pacific, five no four p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm probably gonna start about fifteen minutes before, and we will be doing. Stay the play. It's going to happen, boys. Cannot wait. And then right after that, uh, not that y'all need to know until until uh, Wednesday, the, the next day, but me and Starks are going to be doing a live a live breakdown after the Stay the Play. Not not like live for you all. I mean like commentated uh, look at the trailer and what we see with Last of Us Part 2, and that will be this week's Road to Part 2. But if you want our thoughts leading up to this whole thing, make sure go check out the bonus roads part two that we put up on Sunday that uh, was supposed to be this week's episode, but then we figured out halfway through that, hey, this would have already happened if we posted on Wednesday. So, yeah, all that good stuff. But uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah, that. So, Kevin. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Go I was ahead. just going to say, I had to stay a little later at work today. So, um. Apologies for the slight delay. Yeah, and then um, I don't know if we will update the lovely people on Twitter or uh, on a separate video, but we are changing the schedule of this Cross Circle podcast for the uh, academic season that we're in right now. Um, so things are going to be changing with that. But I would say the academic and um, work schedule. Absolutely. Yeah, both. Or not, not even work. I meant academic and um Sorry, what am I saying? The academic schedule as well as the fall release schedule. Mm. Mm. That's going to play a factor in what we're doing, too. Indeed. 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 Um, before we start, is my audio all right? Because I know last week we started a little low. 
you're according to my levels you are sounding pretty good i'll let the chat confirm but i believe last week it was definitely a me issue i just had your volume low on obs okay on accident so i think that was the issue last week but according to obs levels you sound pretty okay you sound in the realm of acceptability but i will let chat they take that but i mean do we want to just roll into this christian i mean like let's let's Um, go i have one thing i would like to say but i don't know if i should save it for when we roll in or do we want to talk about it now what's the topic at hand i guess what do you it's about it's about a game okay that uh i messed around with this weekend okay huh what's the platform of game i guess i should say it is ps4 interesting interesting hmm i mean i will let you make the call do you want to do it in the pre-show do you want to do it in the official show we can roll it for the show if you want because i feel like no matter when we talk about it it's going to take up the same amount of time okay let's roll the intro then why not shall we lovelies wait the intro is not working oh my god the intro's broken what happened? It was just working. What happened? Oh no. Oh god. Hold on, boys. Yeah, this is the file you're supposed to play, OBS. Right here. Right here. Right there. Yep, there you go. Chip! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of Cross Circle, the official podcast for PlayStation Source. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley. Joining me this week, as usual, is Kevin Diaz. Good morning. Salutations. Good afternoon. Why why I say good morning? Good morning. It is 5 p.m. for me at the moment. Yeah, it is 2 p.m. for me. I don't know why I say good morning. I'm at good afternoon, lovelies. How you doing today? How you doing? What is? Are you asking me or the chat? I'm asking everyone. I'm asking. I'm asking everyone. Christian, how you feeling? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing good. I am um, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. just had a burrito, the fastest burrito I've ever eaten in my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, funny story about burrito. This is a, literally a quick interjection that has nothing to do with gaming at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was out at a club like two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like two in the morning. Clubs up. Everyone's leaving. Uh, all my friends are about to, you know, just go home to their separate Ubers. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, man, like, I'm hungry. And I know I don't have any, like, hot food in the apartment. I'm like, man, I need some food, right? So I'm just walking around. Uh, Mill Avenue is the strip that's in my town of college uh, where, uh, you know, all the clubs are at. And look, I see this burrito place open late night. I get steak burrito, some rice in there, beans in there, you know. It was quite honestly one of the best burritos I've ever had in my life. Don't know if it's because I was drunk and really needed some food, but it was a it was a triple A status, triple S tier burrito. Interesting, very good. Absolutely. I usually go chicken. Chicken. I'm a fan of the grilled uh, chicken I from I feel most you. Mexican eateries, but um, I feel you, Kevin. I mentioned the pre-show <laughs> while I wasn't eating. I mentioned um, there's a thing. There's a game that I was playing this weekend I messed around with. Okay. That I purposefully, I made myself appear offline this weekend. 
I did not say almost anything about this to anybody. Huh. Because I wanted to reveal it to you live. Oh, God. This is going to be good, boys. Okay. Okay. As of last night. All right. I am 17 chapters into Uncharted 4. What? Yeah! Let's go! <laughs> yeah. Yo! Oh, snap! Wait, for real? Yeah. Wait, so you, you, um, you, okay, spoilers, this is a minor one. So you got- Be careful, because I, I will, you might I will, not be there yet. This is not, no, you have def- if you're on chapter 17, you have definitely gotten to this part. It's very early in the game. You mm-hmm. got to the PS1 part. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fire. Fire. I did get that spoiled for me, unfortunately, oh, beforehand. Oh, tragedy. Tragedy. Well, the, dude, the attic scene. I love that. That was so, that was such a nice touch. So good. I'm, t- I'm telling you, bro. Untried 4 is good. Very good. Very oh, I really good. like it, yeah. It's great. It's great. Oh, having man. a great time. Ooh, I like that. I like that you were playing that. I dig it. So... I start. I booted it up Friday, because the thing is, my Switch is gone still. Right, right. Link's Awakening was supposed to drop on Friday. It did drop on Friday, and I was going to be playing it this weekend. It's, it's a tragedy. I had nothing to do, and I was, like, looking at my shelf, booted up my PS4, messed with the Modern Warfare bait a little bit. Right. But I was like, I think I'm going to play Uncharted 4. This feels like the right time. Mm. I was waiting for the right time. This felt like the right time. Mmm. Five. 17 chapters in, very much enjoying it. I forgot. We'll probably ch- finish it tonight. I believe it's 22 total. 22? It sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So as oh, soon as we're gonna done, I'm going to hop back in there. Oh, you're going to love it, dude. Uh, so. I was actually talking to Billy, Billy this weekend about how before the PS5 comes out, I do want to play all the Uncharted's one more time. Because I haven't gotten a chance to play the remastered versions of 1, 2, and 3. Right. So I definitely want to do that and then do one more round of, of course, Uncharted 4. And just do them all back to yeah. back. Yeah. Definitely want to do I that. I did plat starting my freshman year. I have been platinuming the Uncharted series. Mm. Uh, as of right now, with four, the plan is I got to do two more playthroughs after my main one, because I've naturally I've found pretty much all the treasures so far. Right. Uh, without using a guide or anything. Mm. So that was lucky. Next playthrough, I'm gonna run through on easy, clean up the uh, the kills. Right. Right. That you have to get with the weapons and then. Yeah. Um, Try to beat it in under six hours. And then maybe a year from now, I'm going to go through on crushing, get that platinum, mm. then move on. Mm. So I thought, I, wanted, I thought I'd mention that. Beautiful. Because uh, you already know, if I would have seen you on the friends list and seen you playing that, I would have been messaging you already, bro. I know. I know. I know. Oh, man. Oof. And you were playing. So you told me the whole time when, when we were texting on Saturday, you. Wow. Damn. Yeah, pretty much. It. Damn. Well, Saturday, actually, I was playing a lot of Modern Warfare. Oh, okay. Deal. I, I probably, see. if I played uh, Uncharted while I was playing Modern Warfare, I probably would have beaten the game last Pro- night. Probably beaten it, yeah. Yeah. I But, oh, dude. Yeah. God, the ending of my Triforce was really good. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So, mm. But Lost Legacy. Yeah. Uh, happening soon. Oh, right. You haven't made Lost, Lost, Lost Legacy, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Omar says, uh, are you going to platinum The Last of Us Jacks? Like the Jack and Daxters and Crash Bandicoots. So, actually, I'm already chipped away a fair amount on this. I have Jack 1 and Jack 2 Platinums. I have mm. the Uncharted Trilogy Platinums. And I have Crash 1 and 2 Platinums. Fire. Look at this. Fire. This but no Last really of Us here. yet. That, that's a pretty beefy multiplayer trophy list. Um, Uncharted 4, TBD. 
And then uh, Crash 3, whenever I want to go insane again, I'll do that one. Mm. Mm. But Uncharted 4 wasn't the only thing you were playing this weekend. It was not. You were. I played uh, a handful of things, actually. Yeah, yeah. You uh, played a little, a little Modern Warfare beta. Yes. Um, I would like to... Do you want to have a discussion about Modern Warfare right now, or do you want me to do a quick run through Batman? Where what are we going? Because you, you didn't want? play the Whatever. Batman event, right? No, I did not play the Batman event. I did not okay. play the Batman event. I did not, unfortunately. I'll breeze through this real quick, and then we can have a discussion about Modern Warfare. Because I feel like Modern Warfare, the theme I want to talk about with Modern Warfare also ties into our E3 conversation we're going to okay. have. Okay, okay, okay. So, first up. Right. Uh, Batman and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I have not played Fortnite since, like, May or June. Yeah. I've played maybe one match across the entire summer. But, uh, obviously, huge Batman fan. Happy 80th birthday, Batman. It was uh, Batman Day last Saturday. Happy birthday. Wasn't it this Saturday? That just passed? This past out? Saturday, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, data miners found this at the end of the last week. But there was a Batman event that I believe is still going on right now in Fortnite. I think it is, Where... Too. Tilted Towers is now Gotham City. Mm-hmm. If there's a bubble around it, if you go there, you automatically get redeploy, and your redeploy is the Batman cape. That's hot. Which is very cool. I like there that. are three available skins. Two come in one pack. It's twenty bucks for the Dark Knight skin and a comic book Batman skin. Mm-hmm. There's also a Catwoman skin that was in the shop. I believe it is now out of the shop. Mm. Uh, that was 15, but I think it's a neat little event. I played it for maybe an hour with a couple of my friends, grinded out the free challenges. I got a Catwoman glider now. Right, okay. Um, <clears throat> basically, what it does is the entire theming of the event outside of the challenges that they give you in Gotham City, being in the map, is uh, there's two special items. There is the explosive batarang. Right. Which for all intents and purposes, is a grenade that just has a more direct path of uh, travel. Uh-huh. And there's a the grapnel gun. The grap- grapple gun? Grapple? Yes. Thing? Okay, gotcha. Uh, works the same way as the plungers do, except um, when you do use the grapnel gun, I believe, anywhere on the map, you get redeploy from it. Oh, okay. I see. So, I see, I see. It's a cool event. I'm tempted to spend $20 to get a Batman skin. You haven't uh-huh. gotten it yet. No, because I, th- I'm I thought you would have done it, uh, dude. I, I mean, it's Batman though. Like, right. these aren't gonna stay forever. Like, they they will be gone out of the shop. Right. Know? I'm sure they'd bring it back eventually. Cause like I got that Star Lord skin. There's no way that was a one and done. That's gonna come back eventually. Um, but yeah, it's a cool event. I recommend hopping in. It's free. Uh, you can get some cool rewards from it if you grind out the the main challenges. I think right. you have to. Light a couple bat signals that are spread across the map. You can defuse a few Joker bombs that are around the map. You get some cool spray paints, a cool little uh, icon emote, not like a dance emote, and um, some spray paints, some uh, loading screen title cards. But it's cool. It's a nice celebration of Batman, and it's uh, getting me excited for more Batman. Now, I know this is completely not what you would expect me to bring up, right? Yes. But uh, uh, speaking of more Batman. <laughs> Would you this like was to, what I expected to bring up, actually. Would you like to break down the whole the whole the whole hullabaloo, right? Because I, I I've been seeing some murmurs, I'm seeing some things, 
you know, core of owls keeps being brought up, right? I had a coworker break down for me in a nice little thesis statement what is a core of owls. So now I'm not fully aware, but I know what it is, right? Right. How do you feel about all this? I think if you do not believe that a new Batman game is getting announced within the next 25 hours, 26 hours, I'll say, because I don't know how long that Xbox event is going to go, you are foolish. It's, you are straight foolish. There is evidence. There's too much evidence. Of it. Like, I, like, there's too much evidence at this point. There's just so way if, too much. If you're not familiar, basically, over the past few weeks, there's been some teases from former voice actors, specifically Roger Craig Smith, who voiced Batman in Arkham Origins. He said something to the effect of, super excited to not talk about this project that I'm totally not working on. I can't talk about it yet because I'm under NDA. And then one of the, I believe one of the animators from WB Montreal tweeted at him and they said like, oh, not too much longer now. So people were like, okay, this could be a number of things. This could just be friends talking. Right. But then on Batman <clears throat> Day, WB Montreal tweeted out a picture of a building with a bat signal on it. Obviously, they've worked on Batman in the past, so they want to hop in on this Batman celebration. It's Batman Day. The creator mm. of the Fort Vowels, one of the highestly critically acclaimed Batman stories of all time, which came out in the 2010s, early 2010s. Uh, so it's a fairly recent addition to the Batman lore. The creator of the Court of Vowels quote tweeted that Happy Batman Day post from WB and said, Something along the lines of it's coming soon or like not much longer. Hashtag beware the court of owls. Hashtag Batman Day. Immediately deleted the tweet within the span of maybe like five minutes after tweeting that. It's happening. It's happening, boys. Today, Mm. as of like three hours ago, the WB Montreal Twitter account, which is unverified for some reason on Twitter, tweeted out this cryptic black background white image of some symbols that were like fading between each other uh you can also find these images in some of the tweets that they were posting for batman day of just like the building and stuff they're hidden in there and if you're familiar i guess with any interpretation of batman you know about the league of assassins and how rachel ghoul mm-hmm. is known as the demon Mm. Uh, one of these images did look specifically like a demon crest. Not a demon crest that I've seen in the past, but it definitely was a demon head inside of a circle. So. There's a lot of evidence here. There's definitely a lot. To wrap it all up, the official verified WB Games Twitter also tweeted the same thing. Mm. Tomorrow there's a state of play. Tomorrow there's an inside Xbox it's getting announced tomorrow. There's no way they're teasing it this much, this condensed from Saturday to Monday and not showing something tomorrow. So now here's here's the thing, right? Yes. If they announce this as state of play, do I have liberty to call you on the phone? <laughs> I might be During in the, the middle sc- of a screening, so I That's will let you know. <laughs> very upsetting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's very I will interrupt I, know. I will interrupt Sorry. The I'm trying I'm trying to see if I can reschedule something, but <laughs> no, it's not no, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's all good, it's all good. We're we're gonna have hella fun, state of play. Christian will be us in, will be with us in spirit, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But if I hadn't had played all the Arkham games, I was like, Okay, cool, you know, cool for the fans that 
uh, you know, play the Arkham games out of. But now that I have experienced the greatness, if I may, that are the Arkham games, I'm yes. very hyped. And plus, I'm more, even more hyped, you know, even though this is not from Rock City, like this is not what they're doing. This is, this is nonetheless WB, which, of course, Origins came from. And right. Origins, to me, had the best boss fights in any Arkham game, period. So I And I've heard that I, sentiment from a lot of people. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I guess, to wrap it all up, if you're really not convinced, 2013 was Arkham Origins. Indeed. It has been six years since WB Montreal has released a game. Um, there have been reports that there was a Damian Wayne-based Batman game that they worked on that was canceled. Some concept art leaked of this earlier this year, okay. a couple months ago, maybe. Okay. So let's say that was being in production since Origins. Maybe got scrapped in 2015, right. 2016. That's still long enough to produce a Batman Arkham game. We got that formula set up already. You know, we got the cast lined up. Right. I know game development is not easy, but like we're all in the swing of things this generation. I feel like you know it's about to end. So. Indeed, indeed. Twenty twenty is gonna be crazy, dog. Yeah, twenty twenty so, is gonna be insane. I bet whatever this thing is, I'm sure we're gonna get a date for it. I'm sure it's coming out very soon, within the next eight months probably. Uh, cherry on top. I'd love to see them release Arkham Origins remastered. Yeah. By the end of this year, I really maybe want around that. Christmas time because of the story. Um, because that has that game is stuck on last gen. So. Ooh, that's a good idea, Christian. Christian, you just, Christian, you really just made me. What? Ooh, around. Ooh, if they. Ooh, if they stealth. Look, look walk with me. Walk mm-hmm. with me, okay. We're streaming the game awards. Jeff Killy's on stage doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stealth drop, Origins remaster. For the Christmas, oh my God, bro, that'd be such a good way to do that. Because mm. it's because it's WB though, and because of this generation, with like all the Mortal Kombat controversies and the the forty dollar Arkham Knight season pass and uh, the microtransactions in Shadow of War, I could very well see them tie the chance to get Arkham Origins into either a season pass or a pre order for the new game. Ah. Uh... Because we saw Ubisoft did this with Assassin's Creed 3 and Far Cry 3, I believe. Uh, they threw those games remastered in the season pass. You could buy them after the fact, but there was a window there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot all about Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah. I'm going to get to that, whatever. Oh, sorry, I think it was tied <laughs> to Far Cry 5. Yeah, no. It, right. Far Cry 3 was definitely tied to Far Cry 5 pre-order, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% that was right. Was New Dawn this year? New Dawn was this year, dude. That's what I thought about. I'm like, man, I missed it. I, I just missed wow. it. I missed it. Okay. I'm probably not going to go back to it, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, probably not. It's, it's shit that's sailed. But. Far Cry, unlike Assassin's Creed, I feel like is a, is a franchise that hasn't changed much. Mm. <laughs> no, it has changed. <laughs> what has changed, Christian? Call of Duty. Indeed. So... We talked about the Call of Duty pre-release demos a couple times already. We talked about the alpha. Uh, we talked about the last beta, last episode. Yep, weekend one of the beta. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I was able to put in probably about maybe two to three hours Okay. Okay. of gameplay for Modern Warfare. Shout out to Omar. Played a few rounds with him for a while. But 
I have to say, as someone who the last COD game I played was World War Two. Right. My first experience with Modern Warfare, this version, was Gunfight. Gunfight, while I didn't necessarily enjoy it, um, was blown away by the presentation, the sound, and it felt very new for Call of Duty. Right. So come this weekend, I was very surprised that my impressions overall was that it was just more Call of Duty. That's soup. Like I know you, you told me this before, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, huh? Like, I, I mean, I guess from my perspective, right? Like the more I play it, the more it does feel like a traditional COD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I still feel like I cannot play Modern Warfare, at least the beta, uh, the way I play Black Ops Four or World War Two, or like it. My playstyle is definitely changed in Modern Warfare. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I guess to me, it feels a little bit more of, like, a newish um, type of experience. But I'd love to hear your your uh, thoughts as well and, like, your, like, reasoning on that. So, I did play Quick Play for maybe an hour. Okay. But most of my time I was spending in Ground War, which is the 32v32 mode. Yep. And I think where I landed on from some discussions with Omar and from you was that I think it's cool that COD is doing this as far as, like, stepping up the, the scale of things. Right. But between the battlefronts, the battlefields, the Titanfall even, and Battle Royale's this generation, uh-huh. I feel like that's kind of the new standard. So COD finally coming to this and making it the Call of Duty take on it, I thought was going to be more drastic. Especially after everything we've heard about Modern Warfare being like, we're doing a hard reset. We're like reimagining what it means to be called Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, tackling it from a new perspective, being super serious about it, but we're not being political. But um, <laughs> the gameplay is evolving. Right. Because Black Ops 4, I did not play. But from our discussions, we talked a lot about Black Ops 4 last fall. My takeaway from our conversations was that Black Ops 4 was doing interesting things with the COD multiplayer to make it a contemporary, just something like an Overwatch in the terms of having the class-based aspects Uh and the uh, no health regen and the abilities, which sounded interesting. It sounded like COD was changing to not follow industry trends, but like tackle industry trends COD's way. Yep. I agree. With, With Ground War... It felt like, like personally, it felt like the map was no larger than any other COD map that I've ever played on, but it definitely was. No, it was definitely huge. Like, and you played a lot more ground war than I did. You know, like, I, I think I only played a match or two, to be honest. I just, um, like, I knew, I mean, I liked it. I just wanted to play Borderlands. That, that, really, that's all what it came down to, was that, like, I had a block of time. And I kept thinking about Borderlands, so I yeah. went to go play that. But uh, so 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 I guess um because overall okay so like from from my corner of people that voiced their opinions on Call of Duty right, uh they were very much positive of Ground War right mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons like they they um enjoyed just how uh how I guess how expansive the game mode felt. You know what I'm saying? But, and also, like, I've been hearing that, like, a lot of people can easily get nukes in that game mode. 
Like, it's very easy to get a 30 kill chain in that mm-hmm. mode, at least. But, um, so overall, I guess, like, did you enjoy playing Ground War? Because it's definitely different than, you know, the past Ground Wars. Because, like, Ground War and past CODs were just like, hey, 9v9. There you mm-hmm. go. Cool. You know? But this one, it's 32v32. There's tanks involved. There's there's different, like, ATVs involved in the game and stuff like that. You can choose where you spawn everything. How'd you feel about yeah. it? So, again, the closest thing I can compare it to is Battlefield. Because Battlefield has always had big maps. They've always had vehicles. They've always allowed you to spawn on your squad mates. Yeah. I, I was honestly really disappointed because... I found the best option for me playing this mode was sniping. And mm. I was like, this should work because it's a larger map. And mm. it did. And I had a good, a good time sniping. And I was defending two, for the most part, I was usually defending the two closest places to where I was usually sniping from. Okay. Because it's essentially a five-pronged game of domination. Yeah. Um. Because there's so five flags, is, correct? Is it, is right. It? Yeah, okay. And two HQs, one on each side. Right. Uh, sniping was fun. Like, it, it is. it does feel like Call of Duty. You know, like, that's what I'm signing up for here. I want to have a good feeling time shooting things in a video game. I will play COD. But it's, it's weird because I feel like they're making some concessions where I expected them to be trying new things after seeing gunfight. Most notably, the thing that stood out to me the most was the the presentation. So I'm playing on a pro. Right. Uh, draw distance was, like, kind of bad on this map. I noticed that as well. In my and, only two rounds, I saw a lot of texture pop in and a lot of, yeah, like, very, very wonky. Like, and I'm like, huh, like, I don't know if, like, the current cod engine even though they say it's a new engine they always say that but i guess they put a little bit more emphasis on this new engine you know for, but for the all, way, go ahead yeah go ahead i was gonna say for the way i was playing the thing that got me the most with that was there was there was several times where i almost unloaded unloaded a full clip of my sniper into someone that was not marked at all i was like oh enemy they were on my team, but they were too far away to be represented as being on my team. Oh, well, I, so did, I wasted wow. like most half my sniper ammo. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's... I thought I was missing, and I was like, oh, they must be moving like very like smallly, <laughs> or, like these hitboxes must be insane now. But like, nah, they were just on my team, and the little blue bubble was not there. Wow. So that's that insane. was the, that was the standout because like gunfight was like so intense, and it's almost like intimate because it's two v two, very small map, but like. It's open enough where you feel a sense of danger. But, and that felt new to me for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, the speed of that thing, the intensity of it. Because with COD, it's always just like, live, die, live, die, live, die, live, die. Uh, gunfight, again, wasn't a fan of it, but it was something new. Right. This is also something new, but it feels old and stale at the same time. Interesting. Because of the visuals, because I feel like I've played this before in other games. And I think because, honestly, it's just domination plus two at the end of the day yeah 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 like i so i think i gotta so like i think what you're saying is that like because we've experienced something like this in the ilk of battlefield right like because mm-hmm. there are very clear uh parallels like that you you can draw with the two at least in this specific game and it's called i think conquest in battlefield if i'm not is it called conquest it's called something. there's a there's a mode that is essentially what this is 
in Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's called Conquest, but I could be wrong on that. But because, like, essentially the mode is very similar to that, is that what kind of, like, made you kind of have, like, a – not, like, necessarily negative because I don't think you said you hated it, but, like, a kind of, like, an uh, like underwhelming feeling. Is that kind of what I, I'm gathering? I think it was a combination of a mix of I've seen this before. Right. But I was just, like, underwhelmed. Okay. I see. I because see. I was expecting – Call of Duty, you know, the big name shooter, top tier, bestseller every year, that huge Activision budget behind it. I was expecting it to be like an incredible, and again, it still is a beta. It's coming out in a month though, so like I don't know how much they can realistically change or improve upon. But yeah, I was, I, I think at the end of it all, I was just like, it's more COD, and mm. like that's cool, but I'll wait until you do this to Black Ops because I'll care more about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I don't Treyarch right now. I don't know, man. Black Ops Four. There's a lot of issues with Black Ops Four, right? And, and like, it, it's hard to nail down what happened there, you know, because there's conflicting reports. There's like Activision yeah. is the one who wants to strip the campaign, and Treyarch adapted, and then the campaign that they were planning might be actually in Black Ops Five, and that's what the, the push is. Yeah, so it's hard uh, yeah. to laid down judgment it's a me. whole thing yeah i mean for me for me just to quickly end the bomb for talk like for me like the biggest takeaway that i love the game so far is i think the feel is there like the way like the game feels overall like it is i like this feel you know yeah I like this feel. and like even like black ops 4 to me felt like ever so slightly awkward to play you know and like i'm not sure what it is because like i love the CODs that are made by Treyarch, as you do as yeah. well. You know, like for me, Black Ops 1 is my favorite, probably always will be. Um, yeah, Black Ops 2 still, still had that feel, 3 still had that feel. Before, there was something off about it, but with Modern Warfare, like, it feels to me a little bit like I'm playing like Modern Warfare 2. You know, like, yeah, it's the closest I've felt to Modern Warfare 2 since Modern Warfare 2, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why I'm like, uh, like, I love the way the game feels so far. Yeah. And I think your point of, like, at least it feels really good to play. I think the reason I'm not super impressed is because Call of Duty always feels good to play. You know? Mm. For me, at least. Yeah, I always yeah, think I that see. easy to pick up and play. I'm satisfied when I get a few matches in. Um, I'm not, like, super in the know of, like, the specific tweaks to mechanics or time to kill. I just know it feels a little shorter than I'm used to. Um... But yeah, I think it's just, from all the talk, and again, this might just only be campaign-based, but from everything I heard about bringing Spec Ops back, making this Modern Warfare universe that exists within the one disc of the game, I I feel like I was expecting parity on the multiplayer the way they were talking about the campaign. I see. I see. Gotcha. But to back up what Omar was saying and to back up what you were saying, guns feel great, guns sound great. Sound design is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the animations for every gun that I use, stellar. Like yep. the presentation in that aspect is there. It's just in the specific experience I had in 32v32, it was lacking. But quick play again just felt like it was a new Call of Duty. Yeah, so that's where I stand. Yeah, Hold yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, overall, like obviously, we can't make a judgment on like if this game is gonna. Uh, you know, stand the test of time. That is, how long will the COD community, like, actually enjoy this? 
outside of the the uh, release date. But overall, you know, I feel like generally speaking, the community is happy with this game. You know, oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, like that's just what. Especially after last year. Yeah, yeah, like definitely that's what that's what it's feeling like. You know, yeah. that like overall, the consensus is positive. There there are issues. Um, then like even some that I thought deeper about, but those are such my new things that like we don't even have to bring it up. But mm-hmm. I will say. So what about you? I know. Time. I just want to get your closing thought on this. Uh huh. I know you've had a good time the yeah. last couple betas, mm-hmm. or the last uh, the beta and the alpha. Yeah. Did you get a lot of time this weekend, or did no. you just mess around? Nah, I did not get a lot of time in the weekend too. I know me and Starks played a little bit. I think it was Friday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. I forgot which one, but we played for like an hour. No, it was before work on Friday, so like it was like about an hour or two. Uh, we played a little bit, you know, it was just like, to me, like I felt that, all right, like I would rather divvy up my time now the Borderlands three, you know, just cause I wanted to get a good grasp of it on weekend one, you know, and they, and they did address and make changes in weekend two, which does indicate a positive, um, hopefully a positive notion of them, uh, really being quick to making changes, you know, but, and I know that was something that we kind of. We're like you probably shouldn't have with the mini map, but I mean, like in terms of like issues, like there was an issue weekend one where if you threw a semtex at a door, the semtex would never explode until someone opened the door, then it would just randomly explode. So man, I wish they kept kept that in the dude. Amazing. I was using that. I was I was using that to just set up traps for enemies That's to so come good. to. Them. It was That's so good, great. but they fixed it. You know, so like there's a bunch of other things. Yeah, um, I think they messed with claymores a little bit here and there, but in terms of like issues of the game. They seem to be upkeeping, and I know like that's kind of a thing that we see with all betas. But hopefully, it's indication that when the full game releases, that they'll be kind of you know uh, keeping up with the issues and stuff like that. But so, I asked you this question last week. I'll ask you again. Okay. Has your opinion, hype level, interest for Modern Warfare gone up, down, or stayed the same after this weekend? Stayed the same. Say the same. I feel like last week it did get tempered a little bit, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I feel like I'm with the eye dog there. It's like left, no one, two. Do you know what I'm talking about when you when you get uh, eyeglass testing? I've never had that happen because I have 2020. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this. Look at this freaking (laughs) guy. Look at him. (laughs) But uh, you know, I don't know how to segue. (laughs) So. It's funny because I was expecting, as we just talked about, I was expecting COD to drastically change. Right. And Gunfight gave me that impression, and I was carrying that into the beta. Mm. Another thing that seems like it may be changing drastically, but actually, if you look into it, doesn't sound super crazy, is E3 2020. E3 2020. 20. I do have a Pushcore article written by Robert Ramsey. If you'd like, okay. it's a quick read. Would, would you have, like me to read this to the class? I want to give a little explanation first. Okay, okay, okay. And then on. we can hash out some details because I do have a Game Daily Dobbin Bay's article pulled up as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So, if you're not familiar, I think Game Daily Biz is the one that broke the story last week. I believe it was. Um, some people got their hands on a leaked presentation PowerPoint from the ESA. And if you're not familiar, the ESA is the organization that puts on E3 every year. Mm-hmm. This, the headline 
basically suggested that next year E3 is going to be about the influencers, the crowds, uh, making it feel more like an event, which scared me personally. And I was like, oh, my God, just cancel it. Because you were very negative, at least when we were texting. Not like super negative, but like, hey, like right. this doesn't sound like something that I would want to be down with, you know? Yeah, like I audibly groaned when I read that. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, this morning, because I didn't look into this much yet. This morning, I was listening to the Easy Eyes podcast, and they were actually going over some of this article. Okay. I didn't get to listen to the whole conversation, but they did have a few things in here that sprouted my interest. Okay. Uh, specifically... Kevin, have you ever heard of the word Q-tainment? Q-tainment. Uh, I did hear about that regarding this story. Is that where you're in line and like there's there's yes. stuff to keep you busy? In line? Okay, cool. So, gotcha. gotcha. I guess the biggest takeaway that I saw was that the ESA is putting a lot more pressure on publishers to make E3 better rather than the event holders organizing the event to be better. Uh, Qtainment is basically saying, since lines are so long, bring more things so that people in line have fun waiting in line. Right. As opposed to, you know, the ESA providing more space for more monitors that could just make the lines go faster. Very, very much so. They want it like we have, we know Nintendo makes like fun booths, you know, there's always some cool statues. Resident Evil did the RPD last year or this year, actually. No, last year. And apparently, um, to this is completely off. Well, not completely off topic, but uh, I'm sure you're aware of Daniel Dwyer. No clip. Yes. They did an E3 doc. Don't know if you watched that. If I you did, not. very very good documentary on E3 on E3 2019 and like how it's changing and stuff like that. Uh, but he talked about how the Nintendo booth and the Fortnite booth had the best carpet, the best oh, feeling yeah. carpet. But that's <laughs> just because he brought up the booth. I was like, that's I remember funny the too, carpet thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the shows Easy Allies does the past three years, they went around ranking all the carpets. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh my god, so funny. <laughs> like, um, I didn't hear about that until he said that. I was like, huh, yeah. I don't know about the carpet thing, but go ahead. <laughs> like, so I guess the uh, the conversation starter is that I I don't know where to start unpacking this because like it's it's there's pros and cons to this new way. There's definitely, I think there's a new boss at the ESA. There's new blood in there, and this is their way to tackle E3 to make it improved, I guess. So I guess the positive thing is that there's going to be a day that is industry only Mm -hmm. where press and influencers are able to go how E3 was back in the day yeah, and not have to deal with public crowds. But then the following two or three days would be everybody's fair game. Right. So that's a bonus, I guess, you know, that, but like yeah. if the onus now is on publishers to like spend more money at a show that doesn't really help them out as much anymore, I'm curious what's going to happen here because Sony already backed out and Sean Layden backed out because he, I'm pretty sure in his interview, he was like, I don't like how E3 is turning into a festival showy body thing that's not about the content anymore. Yep. Yep. That is that's essentially what he said. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But, uh, hmm. I mean, I do like the notion of having a dedicated day for the press, for the media, yes. for those that you know, like, cause that is definitely like, all right. Like, do do what you need to do, you know, because I don't like that was a big thing that they were talking about last year. Well, this year technically, uh, with E three, where um, 
they just felt like it was it was a bit overcrowded, but also there was a lack of things to experience at E3 at the same tone. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was like a weird double thing that was happening, at least from that standpoint. But Yeah, and for, as far as I know, this year there was a lot of extra empty space because Sony was absent. Yeah. And Xbox was in the Microsoft Theater this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So they weren't even at the Staples Center. Yeah, no. So, they were across the street. Right. There were lots of vendors in place of that and then just like some open air stuff. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just get more stations set up. It might be a power problem, but like ESA, find a better venue if that's the case, you know? Because I think they also said they want to plan to have 10,000 more people than this year. Yep. So what's more, quote, the ESA has reportedly approved of opening E3's doors to an additional 10,000 members of the public, boosting the total number of potential attendees to 25,000. Which is ridiculous. That sounds insane. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what's really kind of like, not, not, uh, I guess sad. I'll say sad, right? Is that, you know, even though not, not all this is going to be 100%, uh, you know, the worst thing in the world, right? But I will never forget E3 2013, you know, where they first teased Uncharted 4. We got the uh, the infamous um, PlayStation 4 price, and that morning, Xbox showed theirs that was $100 above the PS4, the whole trading games debacle. Like, seeing all that live, like, it was incredible. Like, I love, and I still love E3, right? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I feel like everyone here still enjoys E3 time. Like, like yeah. it's our Christmas. It is our time where, hey, everything is on what is going to be for gaming in the next, you know, calendar year and beyond. You know what I'm saying? But, and on top of that, I've always wanted to go to E3. You know, we even yeah. conversated about, like, hey, let's do it. Like, for real. Like, like let's make it out there. But yeah. if it's shifting more to, like, this, you know, like, I can't help but, like, be, like, I don't know if I would actually want to go. You know, or maybe because they're making it more geared towards – the average consumer that would entice me to want to go but everything they're saying you know i don't know yeah i, I, I don't uh, know when you said you want to know what's sad i thought you were gonna say this i um like e3's always been this mystical thing to me for like the first or like the before i like really started getting into the industry stuff right E3 was always the coolest thing because that's when all the information came out like the press conferences were a little more boring back then and like some were gross but like it still felt magical and like there was an air to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned, I believe this was the 2013 E3 where they re announced Final Fantasy versus 13 as 15. Oh, I have they, no idea. I that also rolled into the announcement of Kingdom Hearts 3. That's hot. I think that was 2013. That year was great. Uh, 2015, obviously, we had... Um, Last Guardian, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Shenmue Three all in one. Yep. Year after was God of War, mm. Spider Man, mm. Resident Evil Seven, Fire, so and much I, fire. I think 2016 E3 PlayStation might be my favorite thing I've ever watched from E3. It's up there. It's top three for sure. Dude, PlayStation did E3 so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah. So and then good. they bungled it, and now they left. But I'm glad yeah. they left because that's like the next thing I want to talk about. 
do you think this news causes more publishers to pull a PlayStation and just pull out of E3, have their own digital event, and just go directly to consumer and cut out the ESA altogether? Yeah. You know? I mean... It's like... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Nintendo is like an in-between because they still present at E3. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, people still enjoy the Nintendo floor. Like, it's still relatively easy to get to where you're going there. But they have their direct, and the direct is, like, you're saving so much money producing something like that. 100%. Stay to play a direct. 100%. 100%. So I'm really curious if, like, Xbox follows suit or... Stadia, I know Stadia does their connects. So like, are they gonna just stop doing stage shows like they did at GDC? Yeah, I don't know. I could see like Activision or Ubisoft sticking around since they're the like the bigger names, and then E3 just turns into third party. I really don't know. Yeah, I'm curious what you think about that. I mean, here's okay. So here's where, if I were in charge of everyone, like, all right, this is how E3 is gonna go, right? Um, I think everyone should do a in-between, right? So what I mean by that is that uh, do everything kind of like how Nintendo does, where you have your own separate thing. And we as the gaming popul- uh, as the gaming populace, right, we still like, at least in our heads, at least to me, right, like I still refer to EAs, even though they're EA play, even though they're not technically in the E3 umbrella it's still e3 you know what i'm saying yeah exactly so also street the day before it's still yeah 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 so like i feel like everyone should have a state of place type style com you know direct xbox uh inside no inside xbox yeah that was called yeah inside xbox state of connect and everyone ea play you know ubisoft whatever they want to you know showcase a live dance thing for Just Dance, whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. everyone does that, um, you know, before E3 actually starts. And then they maybe treat E3 as, like, a supplement to if... But then why would people... Well, people would go to play what they've shown previously at those separate, you know, directs. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know it's if that's funny. enough. Like... I don't know if that because I don't know if I would want to go. See, it's funny you that you bring saying? this up as well. Because in this presentation from the ESA, one of the options is a digital ticket to E3. This is something they've thrown out there. Okay. Where you spend money. Okay. Like me. I spend however much money on a ticket, on a voucher. Right. And I get a package of several demos. That would be shown on the show floor. Ooh. But again, this is the ESA just talking. Yeah. I don't know if... Publisher preparing a demo that is polished enough. Um, That's tough. Making sure that the entire game is not able to be unlocked from this demo, you know? Like, making <sighs> sure that it's it's controlled enough. Which I feel like the second you send something out there, it's not controlled enough. Because... That- there's so like many variables. See, there's so many yeah, there's people there's that so can data mine demos, you know. Yeah. There's things that, like, people find from patch notes of things, you know. So, like, a full demo for a game that's maybe a couple years out. 
I mean, I don't. The the prospect of even like having like a P, like if that hypothetical digital package right were to come to PC, mm-hmm. that code is going to be sift through. Like exactly. people will be out here literally looking at every line of code to get every single leak they possibly can. Right. You know what I'm saying? On top of E3 itself being leak fest this year alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and I mean, go ahead. I, I mean, while that, that does sound cool. I yeah. feel like that just, I don't, I have a hard time seeing that would actually happen, even though it'd be cool. It'd be dope. Like, like that's, yeah. that sounds like a great idea, but, um, there's just too many variables. Like you, I mean, those on stage demos, are so controlled. Right, and, exactly. Yeah. And like even the show floor demos, like those are mad controlled. You know? Yeah, like how many times have you listened to E three impressions from any media outlet and they're saying they're like, oh the Nintendo rep was like, go here, do this. Yep. Try uh-huh. doing this. Don't yep. go that way. You can't go there. Mm-hmm. So like if there's not somebody there, you know, like I feel like that's just extra work because you have to prepare the demo to be and very restrictive. Yeah. There's still the risk that people could break things down. Um, I just think as cool as that would be where we are right now, I don't think it's feasible and it it really does make me curious. Omar did mention, um, in the chat that would it be possible for Nintendo, Microsoft and PlayStation to form a new era sort of event where it is. You're cutting out the middleman of the ESA. Right. It's these people working together to do something that fixes the problems that people have expressed with E3 recently. Um, again, when I was listening to the Easy Allies podcast, they suggested potentially one Jeff Keighley could be the one to step up. I was about to say that. <laughs> and I was about to say that. Because <laughs> uh, we saw he just did Gamescom opening night live, yeah, which is did. a new event that he created. I. Uh, Obviously, he's the Game Awards, and he's very involved with E3. He does E3 Coliseum for YouTube gaming. Yep. Uh, and he managed to get uh, Reggie, Sean, and Phil on stage, you know? Yeah. Iconic. So, like, Legendary. <laughs> I, I, I'm expecting some interesting news over the course of the next few months about E3 of people either backing out, some new thing forming or something but i think that this whole leak is kind of like it just smells desperate to me it does it does you know and like also i kind of feel like i don't know like do we need e3 to be this you know what i'm saying like kind i mean i don't know like because i feel like pax is kind of what this is you know like i attained pax more of like all right like it's more of like a social type of event where the focus is like what you love being surrounded by what other people love playing the games that you love right as opposed yeah. to e3 you know in in its past form you know not what this article is suggesting but like e3 is definitely more of like the informative conference you know it's for yeah. the all right like here is a look at gaming for the next year and year and beyond you know like right. here's what it is you know because, man, as, as cool as Nintendo Directs are and as hype as they are and as much as I am in on these state of plays, I love a well-crafted press conference. 100%. 110%. I'm like with you. I'm with you on that. Losing those will be sad. I love if 
PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo did agree on something. They each have like a tight hour long presentation with like more of a hybrid, you know, of what right. we've been talking about kind of uh-huh. integrated also. I feel like that's a nice middle ground. We're being very idealistic here. I don't know what the logistics of all of this, but as far as I'm concerned, over the past week, Call of Duty did not change much, and I doubt that's going to hurt them. E3 sounds like they're changing drastically, and I think this might be the last year we have E3 the way we think of E3. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely so... like That's what I want to still persist, like a... Those those well crafted press conferences, you know what I'm saying, and I feel like it's been a while since we had like a re- like a really really good press conference. You know what I'm saying. Xbox was the highlight for me this year. Yeah, they they definitely seem to still keep the most closely to how E3 used to be for mm-hmm. across the board. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, man, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess here's to tie it back to us, right? I guess here's a big question, right? Cause some people have asked me this, and I, I, I think they're kind of crazy to even pose this question. But do you think that PlayStation will ever come back to E3? That PlayStation will come back to E3. Yeah. Um. If they do, not in any fashion that resembles the way they used to. Yeah. Yeah. I could see if E3 continues to live on life support, and it makes enough buzz life support. of people like going there and things making a difference on their games right and they do, they choose to not do psx in the future i think they could do their state of plays similar to nintendo and then have a few booths set up yeah 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 but it's not if i were betting on it i would probably say no they'd not are right not back. yeah yeah. While Sean Layden is still alive and in office, I don't think they're going back to E3. Because he, he definitely took a lot of shots in that, uh, I think it was an interview. Yeah, it was the Greg interview at PSX. Oh my god, you're right. Wait, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, 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 100%, 100%. And I guess closing out, because this is something I want to talk about. Mm. And I'm glad that you segued here. Okay, okay. Will there be a PSX in december and if there is i'm saying that they will not be at e3 again in 2020 yes okay i do feel you agree with me that they're probably not coming back if they do that i agree with you that they're probably not coming back at e3 but i do believe and hope that there is a psx but do we know the latest time they've they've confirmed the psx for this year like do you remember like because it, it's it's september 23rd as of this recording as of this live stream right so the last psx is 2018 right what, what years is it? no it's 20, it was no it was 2017 sorry. yeah 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 it's 2017 i'm gonna do a quick uh research because i feel like they would have said something or are they about to not to tomorrow at say play like hey guys see that's what i'm out. counting yeah like Catch, catch us up at the end of the year after the game awards we're doing psx it's happening boys get lit you know so my whole reasoning is they said there was a comment we don't have to dive into this discussion but there was the comment from sid schumann that said we're not talking next gen yeah then the trailer there were the, the masses of people and then after they hung on the date five more people ran up <laughs> so like easing I, the number five playstation I five i heard that too yeah yeah I heard so that. 
they may not talk about next gen tomorrow, but they could very well say, see you in December at PSX, where we're talking all about the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, so it looks like I'm getting that Sony 2017 PSX looks like it was confirmed around November. Really? Omar in the chat says that got PSX 2017 got announced in June of that year. In June. Yeah. I okay, don't I don't I don't know what's true and what's not. And why is um, people people calling me in the middle of this podcast? I swear to God. It was announced today. This was written November 7th. It was announced today that PlayStation Experience 2017 keynote will be held on the evening of Friday, December 8th. Hmm. So, Omar, hmm. one of us is wrong. Don't know which one. I do feel like it was later, and even if it was June, I feel like September is still enough notice. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if they, if they announce it now, I do definitely want to try and go. Oh, PSX? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make a valiant attempt. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but I'll make a valiant attempt to actually go. Yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, so I hope PSX happens because I really don't think that PlayStation is going to E3 again. Nope, not at all. And the influencers are to blame, apparently, <laughs> whatever ESA is calling. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They didn't even call it E3. Didn't they call it, like, Industry Influencer Festival or something like that? The Fan Media and Influencer Festival. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that just gave me chills. You know? I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> but, uh, Christian, yes. where can the people find you? Uh, before that, oh, sorry, I was wrong. Uh, July 6th was when 2017 was confirmed. Mm. So uh, thank you for asking me that, Kevin. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me. At Chris N. Buckley. You can also find me on Instagram at Chris N. Buckley. And starting next Friday, not this coming Friday, but next Friday, mm. a weekly review of the Skywalker Saga. Let's go. On YouTube.com slash JoyClicks. We're starting with episode one, Phantom Menace. Fire. So uh, watch that within the next 14 days and hear the review October 4th. Heck yeah. Beautiful. What about you, Kevin? You can follow me at the KDAs123, Twitter right here in the lower third. Uh, you can see my Borderlands 3 screenshots I've been playing through. You know, you got to love it, all my opinions. But also, make sure to keep it back here tomorrow. After this live stream goes down, I will be posting the link for the State of Play tomorrow. Right here in State of Play. It's going to be crazy. Road to Part 2 this week also will be a breakdown of whatever this show, Last of Us Part 2, related. Whether it be a trailer or a gameplay segment, probably a trailer. Me and Sarge are going to comb through that. Like, quite honestly, psychopaths. And we're going to be uh, uh, doing that whole thing. So definitely, that one's going to be definitely more of a video-oriented um, episode as opposed to an audio one. But we'll we'll still try to make it audio as possible. But uh, definitely check out and keep on lookout for those. And keep it locked here for tomorrow. Watch Say a Play with me. All that good stuff. I believe Billy as well. I believe Billy awesome. will be with me too. Um, I think Starks, maybe. I'm not sure if Starks is. But I know Starks will definitely be with me after. But get hype. I can't wait to say a play. I can't wait. So before we sign off, mm. since I will not be here tomorrow. Okay. There are definitely two things I want to mention about State of Play. Okay. There might be three. I don't okay. know yet. I haven't thought forward enough. Okay. 
One, I think it's a surefire bet. The Last of Us Part Two is getting its date here. Hundred percent. There's because there's, there's, there's also the media tomorrow. There's no way that we leave tomorrow without a Last of Us Two date. Hundred percent. I agree. Which I believe is February. Mm-hmm. I'm believing February. I think you're spot on with February 28th. Yeah, me and me and Starks. Our official bet is that Starks took my initial bet, which is Valentine's Day. I love that release day if it is. But I took 28th, and the rumors apparently out here are saying 28th, so it should be good. And historically, I don't know how much I've said this on the podcast, but I've been waiting to replay the last (laughs) until the day and second they announce the release date for two. Yep. Which is part of the reason I want to finish Uncharted 4 tonight, so that way tomorrow I can just hop straight in Last of Us. Right. Um, The other thing... Obviously, Batman could show up tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, people think that Harry Potter game that leaked might show up again. Ooh, really? But, Kevin, I want to... Again, because I'm in the middle of Uncharted 4. Okay. And I, I'm really having a great time. I love Uncharted. Okay. I like this already. I'm kind of believing your line of thought. Okay. That that... I believe Santa Monica Studio? Sandy... San Diego. Sony San Diego, yes. I'm starting to be more on board with the idea that they are a dedicated Uncharted studio now. It's going to fucking happen. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm going to cry. I don't know. So I just want to put it out there. Uh, Like 1950s or 1960s uh, Sully Uncharted game. Please. Ooh. We're talking... Wait. So like back in time, like pre Drake, get Sully up in there, his heyday being a treasure hunter. Oh my god. That would be a good time. I mean, there's a multitude of, of ways that we can go about this. And I'm pretty sure you've been spoiled by the Untried the Four ending. So they could go Yeah, wait, they, there's have, a lot of things they could do. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they're definitely an Uncharted studio now. because uh, there's no way they're gonna let this die. That's what I'm saying. Like there's there's so, there's, there's there's no way they can let Untried just kinda just no. I want both of us to just put out there okay the word uncharted will be spoken during the state of play tomorrow dude i'm gonna fucking flip dude okay is that your like crazy hype prediction because i'll because i'll throw one out there i mean batman's locked in i think um last was date locked in but some uncharted game something Hmm. it's gonna happen hmm Hmm. Okay, what's my crazy hype complete? I mean, consistently doesn't even have to be said. My crazy hype moment is an infamous remaster, but that's whatever. I say that a billion times a day. Who cares? What's another one I have? All right, this one's pretty insane, okay? As you've probably been aware, if you've been listening to Road to Part 2, you're very much well aware of this, right? That there are murmurs of a beta for factions for part two. Oh yeah, I've heard these. All right. If that happens, I'm actually gonna cry. I, I mean, hey, I'm gonna quite literally sob. Quite literally, you know what I'm saying? Well, these mm. are exciting things. I'm excited I'm so for whatever hyped. happens. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait. It's gonna be lit. Make sure to uh be with me, boys. Let's go. Watch me cry. If I don't cry, then oh well. Right. We'll see. But so until tomorrow and until I stay to play, as always, greatness awaits. See ya. Yeah.